so the question is, is do you want to intro the silence at all? No. <laughs> nope. Just want to do a minute of just silence. I want them to get all right. frustrated. All right. I've got a clock in front of me. Well, I've got a, I've got the video in front of me. So we'll just yeah. count it down. Yeah. I want them to get irritated because I want to show how it's irritating to be in silence. So it's a um, exercise. All right. Got it. We should leave this in as the intro to the silence. <laughs> no, because then it messes with it. I'm proving your point. Here we go. Here we go. All right, here it All is. Right. Welcome, everyone, to Chasing the Moment, a podcast about mind, soul, science, exploring what it is to be an individual and to be a community. I'm your host, Jesse Davenport, and I'm with my co-host, Matthew Robberger, and we want to welcome you to our first episode. Part of what we're going to be doing together is to bring enlightening thoughts on both individual and communal reality to the forefront. And so, first of all, that was weird. I noticed we took two different approaches to the silence that kind of just happened. You looked away from the camera, and I was looking directly at the camera. And so I was just, and so I was just interested, even just to kick us off in the experience of whatever that was. What was that doing for you? Why look away from the camera? Why the silence? Yeah. So, like, I don't know. This was your idea. So, the, the silence part of it was just. We never do it. We never sit mm. in silence. Okay. And so I'm in counseling therapy. I have a great therapist here just outside of Nashville. And basically, when I was going through one of my sessions of therapy, I figured out that I cannot sit in silence, basically. Mm. Um, and by not being able to sit in silence, it makes it more difficult to do it. So I figured that I would put people in a position at the beginning of the episode to have to sit in silence and see what their response is to that. Um, yeah. If you immediately went to trying to figure it out or if you just sat there and dwelled in it, um, did it make you agitated? Did it make you where you're at a point of what's going on? Just questioning why? Did you start judging yourself for, oh, crap, did I screw up this podcast? Am I driving down the road and screwed this up? And <laughs> am I having a wreck now because I'm fidgeting with my phone or whatever you're fidgeting with? If you drive a Tesla, it's probably one of those nice screens. Those Teslas are nice, though. <laughs> um, but Stupid um, Elon Musk. 
So that's why I wanted to, to go off of the silence. So intro to silence is uh, this first episode. I know the, the podcast is chasing a moment, but I think that there's got to be that bedrock and that bedrock is being able to sit in silence and process. Sit in the moment. Yes, yeah, sit in the moment yeah. and actually be able to do in the moment. Yeah, because yes. what other moment do we have, right? Yeah. Like, this is all we got, you know? Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen 10 seconds from now, much less two, three, four, five, six years from now. I find myself in the exact same situation as you. Um, good therapists are really hard to find. I'm in Birmingham, Alabama, and to be quite honest with you, don't get me wrong, I've heard there's some great ones. I haven't found them yet. Gosh, it's hard to sit in the moment, to sit in the silence. For me, it's what am I going to hear back? And am I going to like what I'm going to hear back? You were talking about, you know, all the different things that we try to um, trick ourselves out of silence, but it's really revealing. Um, and if we were talking about bringing enlightening thoughts to the forefront, to the surface, well, then I think we've got to sit with our thoughts to facilitate that happening. And it's such a terrifying thing to do in this rat raced numbing culture that is just do, 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 go, 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 be, 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 more, 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 more. And I work in an environment, I work in a church, disclaimer, and I work in an environment that professes to be a safe space for all of those sorts of things. And yet so often we are, you know, just trying to rush to the next thing and not acknowledging what is bubbling up to the surface and what is happening in said moment that needs to be embodied, that needs to be given voice. And often it's that is the thing that perhaps we're chasing after to a certain extent, like, like that, that expression of the moment. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm not going to find it 10 minutes from now when I hit that whatever. I'm not going to find it 20 years from now when I get that job. I'm not going to find it five years from now when I get that degree. I might. Or in the past. Yeah, or in the past. Yeah, I'm not, I, I might, but uh, all I really got is this. And so, so what's here and what's kind of, yeah. what's, yeah, and what's behind the, uh, what's behind the curtain? Of, of the mind and the heart that's really uh, pulling the strings of my thoughts and my feelings. Yeah, so your, your second question, I looked at your question as two parts. Your second question was, um, why did I look away from the screen? Yeah. So um, it actually has a very good explanation to it. So with the therapy, I'm doing um, brain spotting. And using brain spotting, basically, they use the eyes. So if you're watching on here and they go through different patterns and you follow and they mm -hmm. see what physiological response you have to that area granted this is a very rudimentary way of explaining it but they find a spot that sort of gives you a what you would have as a nervous tick um, I have a nervous tick of my right arm twitching sort of scratch my head my quads start to fire so it's just a, a physiological mm -hmm. body manifestation of whatever I'm trying to process at the time. Um, and it turns out that I'm happy you mentioned that, that I was actually looking at one of the spots that is one of those like introspective windows into my mind. Like I typically drift mm -hmm. off to that right or that left side. And like, if I dwell in this spot, I sort of go more introspectively, whereas everywhere else is actually, 
it's external. But if I go into that one spot, I sort of just go into my brain and dwell there. And through the therapy, basically, you process your your thoughts while in that that window. And that window can be anywhere for anybody. And that window can trigger various things. And when I when I'm in that window, um, which I was for that the minute or so of silence, you process sort of like an onion. So you have different layers mm. that you break through to get to the core. And that core is different for everybody. It's based on your subconscious, who you think you are, your identity. Um, and then those layers are trying to protect you from that identity. And when you get to the core of it, though, you sort of had that physiological response, that actual processing of who you are versus the, the the masks of the onion that's like, okay, I put up this, I put up this, this defense system. So it's trying to get to the root of it. So that's why I sort of drifted off to that side. It's just an introspective thing that I was doing. And you'll probably notice that I'll tend to drift over there as we have conversations about it. But yeah, that, that's why I looked in that direction. That's interesting. So you're seeing some sort of physiological response. You're seeing some sort of emotive response. The way I'm hearing you describe it, sometimes it can be some sort of nervous tick response that's trying to inhibit you almost. That's trying to pull you. Processing. Yeah, yeah, almost like computer RAM almost. I'm also hearing you articulate that perhaps as you're removing the layers of this proverbial mind, body, spirit, onion, that you're tapping into thoughts, feelings, emotions, experiences, memories that have been hidden underneath that surface for a while. For me, what it sounds like is it sounds like an opportunity to give a reasonable explanation to some of the thoughts and feelings that we deal with on an everyday basis Mm -hmm. and give some sort of um behind them yeah it provides us it helps either uncover a narrative or helps us flesh out a narrative Mm -hmm. um but perhaps it also this is one of the snippets that you're gonna have to edit out we hit the first one hey we've done very well (laughs) we've done very well not gonna lie um (laughs) i'm kind of surprised actually me too Um, (laughs) i think we just leave this in here Oh, this is, uh, this is, you're getting, we're cracking open the onion of myself and my fear of screwing this up. Uh, let's see. There's um, a judgment layer. Yes. It's yes. the hardest um, layer to get through, really. Oh my gosh. So not only this, the idea of narrative, but also the idea that a lot of these things implicitly can, not necessarily control is the right word, but perhaps influence the patterns and rhythms with which we we go about our lives and i alluded to this a couple moments ago but to dig a little a little bit deeper into this idea for so many i'm going to use the example of fast food uh, for so many people like it's just become a habit to drive past a, a sign on the highway and to say oh i haven't had breakfast yet i'm just going to yank off the highway and go to mcdonald's mm-hmm. instead of And I know this seems like a pretty distant idea. So I've got an hour long commute. What do I do with that hour long commute? I usually listen to books, listen to podcasts, pull off the side of the interstate. Um, My drug of choice is Starbucks. But that being said, what am I doing to numb 
myself or to suppress some of the core feelings or core thoughts inside of that onion that I don't really want to deal with, that I don't want to deal with what I'm going to have to process on the other side of that. So to sit with that and have some sort of emotional, embodied, physiological response is uncomfortable, is unnerving, just makes us want to start scrolling, 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 click, 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 and kind of almost avoid the, the work, the emotional, mental, and psychological work of digging around and having an honest emotional and mental conversation with mm-hmm. who, who am I, what am I doing here? Why is the fear of uncertainty? Why is the fear of judgment and of screwing this up? Why and how are those things occurring? And how is it that life can be something with which I am doing and putting out into the world rather than something that is happening to me? And so, and I think silence as a means of self-knowing, self-epistemology can be a powerful tool and a powerful resource to help us discover what it means for us to live and what it means for us to be ourselves. You know, we get one shot at this, right? So to be our, our embodied selves in the world. I think going along the the means of what we're trying to give our viewers and our listeners is the tool of thinking through our basic needs and our think that one of the tools is the tool of silence. Mm, I think yeah, that's absolutely. the the thing that we're trying to to give people through this. Um, because this isn't just for our self-gratification and to hear ourselves speak, even though I sound pretty good. Um, not really. I'm just kidding. That's a self-judgment of mine that um, I sound like Kermit the Frog. I probably shouldn't say that. But yeah, people have told me that. I've even thought about getting a voice coach to actually work through that. But I think that bringing in some foundation behind this idea of silence, um, I was actually listening listening to a, a mainstream mega church pastor today and I'm not one to be a listener follower of a mainstream megachurch type deal, but I just had this inner thing where I was like, I wonder if I listen to this today, by the way, it's Sunday. Um, If I listen to this, even for a short time, if I will get anything out of it to discuss. Um, I didn't have a topic. Matthew didn't have a topic for today. Um, we were just going to do an intro, and it turns out that it's intro to silence, and because of that bedrock, that foundation, and I'm going to talk about that towards the end because I think it's going to set us up for our next podcast, which is yeah. um, the brain. Um, we're going to go into more of the physiological anatomy and um, the mind and how it's sort of connected. By the way, I'm, I'm an anatomy and physiology professor. Um, adjunct professor at a local Christian college, very conservative Christian college. And I'm also a, a physical therapist, a doctor of physical therapy is my um, background. So I have medical background, anatomy background, considering I would like to go back to school and get a PhD in neuroscience. Um, it's sort of the, the thing that, yeah, get behind me Satan. Um, <laughs> That's sort of the thing that got me into this whole 
enlightenment journey i'm going to call it um was yeah, yeah, yeah. just finding that neurotheology neuroscience theology um and basically deconstructing basically every sense of myself and now rebuilding it on yeah, a yeah. bedrock of what i believe is where i should be as a human um and that's later episodes but going off of that just to give some support to what we're saying um there the pastor was talking about um living in the moment and running out of time i was like holy cow that's um that's sort of where we're going with this chasing the moment podcast and i was listening to him and he was talking about how using phones i, I found it um, awesome that you brought up the the eating the habitual eating out, um, but also the the phones and how that produces that serotonin, that dopamine, um, and we'll go into those in future episodes. Mm, yeah. But by using the phone and that drug, that that crack of of the phone, and using that dopamine and serotonin to repress our actual emotional responses and to repress the silence that our body is so seeking our body wants silence it wants to be in a state of rest there's um, like a deep longing there yeah yes yeah, yeah. yeah we have that parasympathetic nervous system that our rest and digest system um and we rarely right now um not everybody but a lot of everybody we don't go into that parasympathetic state um, after I eat dinner, um, my wife will ask me to do something and I'm like, sweetheart, I've got to rest and digest before <laughs> I can do that. So I, my body is longing to get some rest, yeah. um, but we repress that and that rest is found in the silence. Um, and those of you that are, um, are of the Christian faith, this podcast is not just for Christians, it's not just for any particular faith, it's for everybody to to ingest and to digest and figure out does this help me in any way going back to the the resting and the suppressing it he brought up a, a blaze um pascal um, french mathematician quote um and one of them um this wasn't the exact one they used but i'm going to find the other one um the one that I found was all men's miseries derive from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Mm. Let that sink in that, that um, this French mathematician, I don't know where these people come from. Mathematician, he's just doing math, but no, he apparently he sat in a room and he could not sit in a room. According to this, I don't, I think he's in the same boat I am that he found that it was difficult according to his other quote but that the misery our misery our inner self or outer self is derived from not being able to sit in a quiet room if you're of the christian faith that could be sitting in a mindful state with god I like to think of it that, that you can find god through your silence through pushing down all that physiological and neurological state and get to the, the actual inward godlike state mm. not that you're a god but just that you would find god in that inward state 
because really, honestly, what's at the heart of the Christian tradition that I think sometimes gets lost and disclaimer, like, like I said, I work in a church. That's, that's my background. That's my jam. But really the spirit of God, which we believe to be the incarnation of breath, of pneuma, of spirit, of life, mm-hmm. um, this life giving force is actually found within. It's actually found within ourselves, given to us. Um, and it's for at least those in the Christian tradition, the journey inward is the means by which the spirit is then breathed out back into the world. And then what you're saying, there's this, there's this passage in the Old Testament. And um, long story short, the Israelites get kicked out of their land. They get sent to exile again for the 10 trillionth time <laughs> by who knows, who knows what. This happens um, all across Jewish history. And the Israelites are, woe is me. You know, why, why are we in exile again? And there's one particular time where God says, well, you didn't let the land life fallow. Mm, yes. There, and you didn't let the land rest and digest. You just kept farming it and you just kept trying to eke out every crop, every dime, every dollar, every everything until the land spit you out. The land vomited you up and said, I'm not having it with you anymore. And I look around and <laughs> climate change is just, just <laughs> ravaging you know, what our outlook is like. And I'm like, I don't want to be spit up. I don't want to be vomited out of, you know, the land that I love and that I call home. And so for me, this is, you know, one day we'll, we'll extend this conversation out into the communal living space of what does this look like for us to, to collectively sit in some sort of silence and acknowledge the acknowledge what we have on our hands. But that being said, in this moment, we can't uh, lead people to a place we've never been before. And so for, for us to facilitate those sorts of conversations, for us, it's a matter of working through those things ourselves. There's a reason why this idea of Sabbath is built into the heart of, um, not even just the Christian tradition, but life. There's a reason why we sleep a third of the day. There's a re- there's physiological reasons why we have to shut it down. And that being said, for us to, to press mute, to not listen to that podcast, to, to slow the th- whole thing down and to sit with ourselves and to let ourselves be revealed to ourselves is surprisingly hard work. Um, There's a reason why in my tradition, we, you know, the Christians have, uh, nuns have, I mean, shoot, they go days without speaking. Like they they figured out this whole meditation thing eons ago. And so, and there's a reason why (laughs) they figured it out eons ago. And we're now just coming back to it in a modern super fast-paced culture day and age which makes Um, it more difficult to actually start to implement it yeah exactly we're not this in an interesting way is a very countercultural idea and actually harkens us back to some of these older ideas regardless of religious tradition of gosh they have day retreats of just silence 
just silence. No wonder we get such beautiful art. No wonder we get such beautiful music. No wonder mm. we get such beautiful poetry. No wonder we get all of these beautiful gifts that are then given out to the world because we took five minutes, an hour, a day, a week, heaven forbid, um, <laughs> to set aside some time and to see what's really in there and what is and what is shouting um, within us um, to be made, to be created, to be spoken into the world. So that, that is, uh, according to Blaise Pascal, that is, he has a great quote on this. The eternal silence of these infinite spaces frightens me. It, it literally, I say, can't, say that again, say that again, say that again. The eternal silence of these infinite spaces, which I love the architecture of that, frightens yeah. me. And, and that's, that's almost what holds me back from trying to implement this silence and this mindfulness. Because it, it just, it, it scares the crap out of me. Um, what I might find in that. Mm. Um, not that I think there's anything wrong inwardly, it's just difficult. And I think that people just find it frightening to just sit with their emotions. Um, they don't know what's going to come out of it. They don't know how they're going to process them. And that's where counseling and therapy and mindfulness and yoga and CrossFit, whatever you do, yeah, you know, usually with CrossFit, you've got a bunch of blaring screamo music sometimes. Um, but with CrossFit, but it's probably that, that, like de- it's, it's probably it creates some sort of aural space that you can kind of like tune it out almost to just yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's just you physiologically there breathing. Yeah. yeah. So you're almost in a sense of physiological silence of just trying to survive. Mm. But you're you're trying to find it and not everything matches everybody because they're frightened of something that they could find in that yoga space like they could be frightened by what they could find in the therapy counseling space or doing anything for themselves because they could be frightened that, that, that they'll find something that's counter to who they have become they mm. might find that they find selfishness judgment things that um, are past either past interactions um, societal your the position you are in society in the past but whatever repressed those in the past you're gonna have to process them and that's a frightening thing it's mm. when i go into therapy right now it's sometimes frightening okay when i first did the brain spotting it's like frightening because i did not know what i was gonna find within that infinite space of my mind and myself mm, yeah. by sitting through that silence. So I usually just cope with just talking through it to the point where my therapist is like, shut up, mm. not using that word, but just to shut up and sit for five minutes. And five minutes was utter hell. <laughs> I, I got to five minutes and I was like, can I get out of this? Because he, he, he wanted me to sit in wherever I was stewing when I got to the end, sort of the end of the session, he wanted me to sit there for five minutes and basically hell, like 
it's hell yeah. when you have one word repeating over and over and over again in your head to the point where you're like this is what the bible could call hell it's just being in this constant state of being but not actually being outside of yourself and not actually being able to cling to the mechanisms that you've used for for me yeah. 30 years to cope so it's just it's a frightening thing so as we go through different topics and stuff if you're gonna be like i mean that just makes me uncomfortable that just doesn't sound like something i want to do and that's okay that's okay if you want to cut our podcast off and take a break and then return back to it or take some silence or go to a song and listen to it um our theme song for today is car radio by 21 pilots that that song is really about silence um it actually popped into my head while i was in therapy that day it popped into my head and then I went back and listened to it mm-hmm. and literally had, I was just lying down, mm-hmm. literally had a physiological weird response to that song. <laughs> um, not, not anything bad. It was just, it was, there's this inner weirdness that you have. Uh, not really a gut feeling, but just, you just. Yeah. Cause your emotions something. and your insides are speaking to a reality that they know is there. Yes. That that you yes. that you don't really you haven't really wrapped your mind around yet. Yes. Yes. So they're they're like itching to come out mm. of wherever they are. And um and in mindfulness techniques, one of the techniques is body scanning and mm. finding that area that's associated with an emotional response or a past response. Mm. And then just saying, okay, that's there. I can move it. I can process it. I can imagine it. I can project it in front of me as an object. It's the body is incredible. The mind is incredible. They're um, both so intuitive. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's incredible. But just being able to process these things through different mechanisms, just like I said, these are just different tools. We're not experts on them, but we're just exploring. This is a journey. We're all on a journey. We're all exploring. Experts are just people that explore things a little bit more than you, basically. <laughs> um, so, like, I could be an expert in grass. It just means I've explored it more than you have. But, yeah, that's where it, we're going with this. Just exploring how the mind, the soul, and science, and having an enlightening conversation about what it means to be in reality. And in that reality, there is silence, whether you have it right now or you're searching for it. Mm. That deserved a bit of silence. I'm going to zoom back out a little bit to where, where you were just a moment ago with the Pascal quote. It's almost as if the, the devices that we use to pull us out of the moment or to quiet the emotions and thoughts and physiological response that are trying to be given expression is almost in and of itself this sort of infinite hell space that we're talking about what's more hellish sitting and going through the things and 
having to do that difficult work and having to sit in silence for five minutes, hearing that word over and over in your head? Or is, it, there, is there a deeper existential sort of hell that happens when we don't do that, when we avoid that and we get to the, we get to the end and we realize we've gotten nowhere? My wife is always reiterating this Maya Angela quote we delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes that it has gone through to achieve that beauty. Mm. We're scared to sit because we're scared to compare ourselves to the, the idealized version of ourselves mm. and realize there, there isn't the beauty there that we want. There isn't the attributes or skills there that we want. There isn't the salary on the other end that we want. And I love that she she gets us at this idea that really deep down, all we want is the good and the true and the beautiful. And, but we're just so darn afraid of the changes, the hellscape. The metamorphosis. Yes. This transformation, this journey. Yes. yes, yeah. Yeah. This, the difficult changes that it takes to get to that beauty. Mm -hmm. And so often it's easier to perpetuate infinite health spaces. That's just more tragic than yes. having to deal with the traumatic that we have to work through and move through and process in this journey towards what it means to be um, hopefully a good and beautiful person that is living a meaningful and worthwhile life. Mm. It's like a bug's life. I think when you, you, know, you brought up the, the, um, the butterfly, I was thinking about the really big caterpillar and how it becomes a, a beautiful butterfly. Even from a biological perspective, I mean, that thing is just in there and it's dormant. Like it is yeah. quiet. It is just it is dark. It is quiet. This is actually something that we do with our kids at church that I love is that at the beginning of the season called Lent, where we take 40 days to be a bit penitent, a bit somber. Um, and a to silent. Yeah. Yeah. To just we kind of, it. we, um, we, we shut down all of the organ postludes um, in our worship service and ask the congregation to sit in silence after the worship service. The music is a bit more somber. The silent confessions linger a little bit longer than they typically do. And it's this whole season, this whole cocoon-like season. And you can't have resurrection without some sort of death. You can't have light without some sort of darkness. Mm. You, can't, it, you can't get to the other side of that thing. You can't cross the mountain without going, going up and over or through the thing. Old film is a great metaphor as well. Old film having to be developed in some sort of dark room before mm. you can see the picture mm. um, that happens. And I think our digital, our, you know, our iPhone digital photography, um, we can take unimaginably bright and beautiful pictures and be able to see them in just an instant. And it's just such a profound picture of the culture in which we live in when actually the human experience is more like the photo being developed in the dark room, more like the caterpillar going through the work of transforming into a butterfly. Yeah. So, so with the, the butterfly, um, my wife told me this other day, we have a two year, or almost three year old son, I have a three month old one. And my wife was reading a book with my son 
about caterpillars and how they they go through their metamorphosis and i didn't know this and i learned about butterflies in school we had butterflies the monarch stuff and we would let them free and let them go but did you know that butterflies when they're in the cocoon they basically dissolve from a physiological anatomical standpoint they dissolve into just a stew just a mush and then they rebuild talk about into yeah rebuild themselves into a caterpillar wow it's not basically oh i start to grow wings now my legs are coming out no it is a complete breakdown and rebuilding of themselves utter transformation yeah yes yeah it's it's more complicated than than we than i ever thought it's almost like like a deconstruction of taking the thing the part so that the whole thing can be put back together again yes yes, yeah yeah that's almost where i think we can go for the next episode um so the next episode is about the brain i'm going to go from a a neuroanatomy neurophysiological standpoint with this next episode i'm really excited about it because i think this lays another foundation because you've got to have the silence you've got to have that soul in a silent state but you've also got to realize why you do what you do and the book you are a miracle and a pain in the ass by mike mccarty is that how you say the last name mike mccarg i was close i was so close i knew i was gonna screw that up no self-judgment no self-judgment um, also, known, also known by Science Mike, the host yeah. of Ask Science Mike, a great podcast. I'll, yes. Um, he, he didn't pay for that advertisement, but I'll give it to him anyways. Go ahead. Yeah, he deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but really. He deserves it. He's helped us out quite a bit. Um, yeah, so the brain and that structure and having that silence, now understanding the neuroanatomy, the physiological reasoning behind why things are going on. That's actually one of the chapters in this book. That's why I brought him up. It's a great book. Um, I've only read one and a half chapters, but it's a great book so far. I've read the um, whole thing. It's amazing. And I'll, I'll, I'll vouch for it. I'll stick myself out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm really, I'm a slow reader. So, and I'm reading like three books at the same time, which I will never finish any of them at this point. Going into next week or next episode, maybe next week for you that are, they're going to be listening, it'll be next week because we're going to try to do this weekly. But going into the brain, you know, I want you to have this image in your, your mind over the week. Um, if you've ever seen the people that go into creeks or go onto mountains and they, they stack the rocks, whether they're big rocks or just little rocks, and they just stack them on top of each other, that's how I want you to think of your brain. And we'll d- dive into this a little bit more, but I think we're setting those foundation stones of your thoughts and then we're going to go into a okay what's the first layer of the brain and why is it there what's what what does it do to help perpetuate my life and then how can i view it and use it the way it's supposed to be used from a enlightened standpoint so that that first pebble or that first stone i almost want to think about as the first one's huge and and everything just builds on top of it 
and there are hundreds of these pebbles. This is just the neurological, neuroanatomy, neurophysiological side of things. The connections between all these things is just fascinating. But that's just the architecture. That's just the cathedral that was mm. built to house our mind, our thoughts, our emotions. These are just, this is the computer. And then there's that program that's running. Mm -hmm. Now, we can control a little bit of the computer by creating habits and creating new connections within areas that we actually have control over the neocortex and everything we can develop and learn but that's using the program to change the computer mm. so we're going to talk about the the rocks the stacking of the rocks and we'll talk about the programming at some point and how to really hone in your programming to get everything working like clockwork clockwork is a good word because we're trying to chase moments we're trying to fight temptation to look ahead but and not live in the moment um if you notice this clock behind me i did not do this on purpose if you notice this clock behind me has not moved at all <laughs> throughout this whole recording we're at probably 50 minutes or so um depending on how i edit yeah. this oh my gosh but that clock has not moved that moment passed a long time ago but it's still there it's in the past mm. but yet it's still in the, it's still in the now so we're trying to chase that current now while also having our past and also having that future and that's why we named it chasing the moment i feel like everybody tries to chase that future without actually living in the moment, finding the joy, loving through the moment, sitting in the silence of the moment. We just need to be here. We yeah. just need to be in that time, that standstill, infinite, finite time. Yeah, this space, this infinite space, as we were mm -hmm. talking about. That with, that frightens is, us. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's frightening because of how infinite it really is the possibilities are are mm -hmm. endless it could take us wherever we want to or don't want to go but all we have is is this all we mm -hmm. have is this the, journey the eternal now where where our feet are now in the journey that's where we are yep you're on the trail you don't know where the trail's going you know where you've been but the now is where you're standing and if you aren't aware of the now around you, basically you, you can you can go anywhere, be taken at any point by whatever the wind wherever the wind blows. Basically, if you if you're not if you're not in the moment and grounded, this is another thing we're gonna go over. If you're not grounded in the moment on the trail. I was going to say a bear can come and get you. Um, I just, um, but, we know, we know Jesse's in Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just outside Nashville. Um, and Matthew, you're in, you're in Alabama. Y'all can get bears too, I think. Um, yeah, well, oh yeah. But if we're not grounded in that mm. moment, the wind yeah. is going to blow us. The wind is not going to blow us into the past. It's not going to change the past. It's going to blow us along that future and we just need to be grounded and go with with our internal self guiding us 
mm-hmm. and not repressing that what we some people call a gut feeling mm-hmm. um, I always have gut feelings if I had gone with my gut feelings about a ton of things I'd be a billionaire right now and wouldn't be doing a podcast but I'd probably be miserable um, I'd have had a, bought a lot of Tesla stock and yeah I'd be doing really well um, and I would have done Bitcoin because that was one thing I wanted to do in 2008 man but God put me here and I'm in this moment and this moment is great. No judgment on my past internal gut mistakes. So I don't know what you have left, but I um, think, but I think one way I think we can wrap this up is we started with a little bit of silence and I think it might be good to end with a little bit of silence mm-hmm. as well, because uh, we, we can sit here and talk in circles our day. Um, oh, yeah. But, but actually doing the thing, is is the only way that you're going to experience this for yourself and so and so my context my experience i should say with silence is is a bit more in communal settings jesse's definitely a little bit further along in the individual work of silence than i am so jesse i'm going to kind of put you on the spot if that's okay and lead us in a in another moment of silence would you give me some sort of instruction, some sort of prompting, um, or perhaps there is no prompt. Um, perhaps you're just going to kind of turn us loose. And so, um, but would you be willing to walk us through just a, just a brief period of silence as we, as we conclude? Yeah. So of course, if you're driving, then don't close your eyes. Um, yeah. Don't, yeah. Don't do that, please. Yeah. Don't close your eyes. Don't take your hands off the steering wheel and just focus on the road. That's your journey right now. You've got to stay grounded in the car. Focus <laughs> on where you're going. Amen. Amen. Don't amen. do anything stupid. And don't <laughs> sue us if you do anything stupid. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Um, okay. So if, you, if you're able to do this, um, I, I love mindfulness things. I love to guide people through mindfulness things. I've never mm-hmm. done it in an actual legitimate way. I've practiced it with some patients just to get them to calm down, lower their blood pressure get that physiological response that we need to get Mm. but basically if you can just sit down put your feet flat on the floor fill the floor with your toes if you have your shoes off ground yourself through your heels let your hands relax on your thighs let your fingers just relax you can't close your eyes focus on your breathing in and out Nice and slow, don't let it change. And just sit in silence. Take a deep breath in and just let go of whatever you were feeling that you just experienced physiologically. Just let it go, let it relax. And now come out of the moment that you were just in and into this moment.
There you go. All right. Thank you all for joining us for this beginning of the journey. Follow us if you like what you hear. Um, check That's us wonderful. out. Yeah, we got to plug something. We don't have any sponsors yet. If you want to sponsor us, talk to us. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll take your money. Yeah. So follow <laughs> us if you like us. If you don't like us, just don't tell anybody that you don't like us. Um, <laughs> but I want to end every every episode with this. Live and love in every moment. Thank y'all. Matthew, you want to end us with anything? Live and love in every moment. Grace and peace.